This past week here at uh, the church, we had a rather ironic, if not sad, occurrence. The church got broken into. First time that's, that's happened at a church I've, I've been at. A uh, guy came and took a crowbar to our door over here. If you came in this way, that's why it's all boarded up. Somebody broke through the, the door and uh, came in and ironically uh, looked around a little bit, trying to find some money, and took his crowbar and, and pried open the, the poor box to, to, to get the money out of the poor box. Can I say I was a little disappointed in you all? There was not much in there, even for him to steal. So he must have been disappointed, but um, things were not exactly right in the head with this guy, as you might imagine if you break into a church in the first place. After he had broken in and taken the little money that was in the poor box and for some reason turned the statue of St. Jude around, what's he got against St. Jude? I don't know. Then, rather than just go out the door, which they open from the inside out, that's the easy part, he, he crawled out one of the side windows very weird. The staff, we're all, we're all looking at the, the, it on video and we're like, there's, look, you can see his little feet hanging out the window. And you know, this, this should also be a, a reminder to everyone. If, if you're going to break into a building, this is not a good one because there are cameras everywhere in this place. And we could like probably call in a drone and follow you like all the way back to your home. So you're not going to get away with anything here, but it was kind of interesting to, to watch on, uh, the computer monitors as we're looking at all the video with the police and everything. But it did kind of get me thinking a little bit. You know, if you're the kind of guy who is going to break into a church to steal a little bit that's in the, the poor box, you know, you are probably the guy that we're collecting the money in the poor box for. I mean, if the guy had come and knocked on the door at the church office instead, we probably would have given him the money. He's like, you seem like you're pretty poor and you need help. That's who the money's for in the poor box. But obviously the, the message didn't get out to this guy and he thought, well, I got to break into the church and steal the money when he just, he just didn't know that if he'd asked us, we would have given it to him because he's the one, you're the poor guy. Well, being a theologian that I am, that got me thinking even more about how much, you know, the church truly has treasures beyond just the, pittance that's in the poor box. We have the, the treasures of the, the truth of the faith, all the, the beautiful teachings of our Catholic faith, the moral life, the scripture, the sacred tradition, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, life everlasting. We have these treasures. And I wonder how many people like this guy who broke in just don't know that they're free. You could come and we'll, we'll share them with you. Somehow the, the word does not get out, I think, about the the beauty of our Catholic faith in the, the truth of a life in Jesus. So why is that? Well, I think it has to be our fault. We must not be getting the message out. We must not be sharing the good news of Jesus, especially with the poor and the marginalized. It's not getting out. It's where the, the scripture readings today come into play, and that is the job of announcing the good news is the office of what in scripture is called a prophet. Now, when you, you hear the word prophet, I don't know what you think of. I know I always used to think of, well, a prophet is someone who like foretells the future or something. You go to a prophet and they're gonna tell you what's gonna happen. 
Well, that's not really the, the office of biblical prophet. A prophet in scripture is someone who is called specifically by God to speak on behalf of God. That's what the word prophet means, by the way. Prophet is pro, that, that means on behalf of, and a fetes is, uh, is someone who speaks, a speaker. So a prophete is literally one who speaks on behalf of someone. In this case, a prophet of God is someone who speaks on behalf of God. That's why whenever you hear the prophets speaking, they often begin by saying, thus says the Lord. And then they say what God wants them to say. Now, in, in truth, often it is something about the future. So I, I think maybe that's, that's why we get that association because the prophets often have to come and say, hey, God's chosen people, you're not doing what he's asking you to do. And if you don't change your ways and do it, then this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen and it's not gonna be good. So that's often we associate the prophets as foretelling the future with doom and gloom. But primarily the role of a prophet is to speak on behalf of God and share God's message. Now, you might not realize it, but all of you are prophets. In virtue of your baptism, if you've ever been to a baptism lately, you'll know that right after we, we baptize someone, whether a little baby or adult, they're anointed with, with holy oil, sacred chrism. It's got a special perfume in it, blessed by the archbishop once a year during Holy Week. The word Christ that we associate with Jesus Christ, it means anointed one. Hence, chrism is anointing oil. And after you are baptized, the Holy Spirit rushes upon you. And to symbolize this, we anoint your head with oil. And this is what was done in the Old Testament to make someone a prophet. A prophet was anointed with oil, as were priests and, and kings. Pour oil on their head to show that the Spirit has come upon them. So if you're baptized, you are a prophet. You have been chosen by Jesus to speak on behalf of him. There were only a, a few prophets in the Old Testament. And today we, we hear this story where Moses ends up saying, would that everybody were prophets? Well, in our baptisms, in Christianity, we're the fulfillment of what the first reading Moses prays for. Would that everyone were prophets? Well, that's, that's come true in Jesus Christ because if you're baptized, anointed with that sacred oil, you're a prophet. You are supposed to be speaking on behalf of Jesus. So you might ask yourself, well, what am I speaking? Do you talk about Jesus? What witness do your actions give to Jesus? Are we reluctant to be God's prophets? There are those who are not so reluctant to speak on behalf of God and the church. And it kind of annoys me, frankly, because if we were to say, who are the most public people today who are always saying, I'm Catholic? Is that people who are going to mass every Sunday, who are practicing the Catholic faith and living a good Catholic life? Sadly, no. Those people, we seem to be too afraid to share the faith. But people who are not afraid to stand up and say, I'm Catholic, more than likely it's some politician or some famous person that you see on TV. And as soon as they stand up and say, I'm Catholic, look at me, the next words out of their mouth are always like an embarrassment to the church because it's not the truth that God wants them to speak. Normally it's, I'm Catholic and, and therefore I'm, I'm pro-abortion and you can be a good Catholic and be pro-abortion. Like 
That's, that's a false prophet. These are the people that Jesus is talking about in the gospel. Would it be better that a millstone is hung around your neck because you're causing people to sin with your false prophecy? False prophets are spoken of often in scriptures and they are condemned to fire. Because if you're supposed to speak the truth on behalf of God and you speak a lie on behalf of God, it is not going to go well. But sadly, it seems these are the only people who want to stand up and, and speak boldly for the, the faith. I'm Catholic and I'm an embarrassment to the church because I don't know what I'm talking about and I am evoking evil in the name of God. That does not go well. But that shouldn't scare us who do know the truth from being good prophets. We need prophets. We need people who will speak up and say, I'm Catholic and the message of Jesus is everlasting life. The message of Jesus is mercy, peace, forgiveness. Are you a miserable sinner? So am I. Jesus came for you. He died for you. Come, I'll, I'll take you to a place that is safe to be a, a miserable sinner who doesn't have it all together. That's what a good prophet does because that's what Jesus would say. Speak your truth, speak your truth, what you know. And that's, that's your witness, your story. So many times you can probably think in your life, you've had a chance. Maybe someone said, oh, you're, you're Catholic. Wow, that's interesting. What did you do with that chance? Did you kind of let it go? Or were you a prophet? Did you say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Catholic and this is why. Maybe it's just 10 seconds. I tell everyone you need to have like a 10 second answer. If someone finds out that you're Catholic and they're even just a little bit interested, yeah, I'm, I'm Catholic and, and this is why. Here's, here's my story. You know, my, my family's been, been Catholic since I can remember. I did genealogy research. My family's always been Catholic. So I was, I was blessed to receive the gift of adoption by Jesus when I was a little baby. And I've spent my whole life growing into that. Hadn't been easy. <laughs> I've been struggling, but I'm still here and I keep going because I don't know anything better to spread the truth of Jesus to the Catholic faith. Little, little story. And then if you get 30 seconds, have a longer one. I was on the radio for two hours this last week and people wanted to know, why did you become a priest? Well, there's, there's the short version and there's the long version. You need, you need to have your short version and your long version because people will ask. And that's when you get to be a prophet, especially to, to people who don't know about Jesus, which is a lot of people. Don't make people have to break into the church because they don't know that the gospel is for free. Be willing to share it. What do you do when God asks you to be his prophet? We'll end with the first reading today uh, because what happens there is Moses is told by God that God is choosing 70 people to be his assistants, to be, to be prophets. 70 people are, are put on a list and they're all told to, to come out for the special ceremony where the spirit will come down and they will be made prophets. Well, two people decide they're just not going to do it. Eldad and Medad. When everybody else who's on the list goes out to become official prophets, Eldad and Medad said, we're just not going to do it. We don't know exactly why. Maybe they're just lazy. Maybe they're scared. For whatever reason, Eldad and Medad said, yeah, we're not going to do it. I'd, I'd just rather kind of sit back and not be a prophet. Well, God has other plans because their names are on the list. And so even though they think they're not going to do it, the spirit falls upon them anyway. Even back in the camp where they refuse to go out, spirit comes anyway, and they are made prophets by God, whether they like it or not. I think that's true for all of us as well. Whether you like it or not, 
God has chosen you to be his prophet. You might have had no choice about it when you're a little baby. The spirit came down upon you because your parents and godparents knew this incredible treasure that we have in our faith and they made sure you had it from the very first moments of your life. Or maybe you did choose it as an adult. However it happened, you're a prophet, like it or not. Now, what message are you speaking? Do you talk about Jesus? And let's start just with your family. <laughs> Do you talk about God at home as if he's real? Or is it like, no, we, we go to mass, but we don't really talk about God otherwise. Well, then you're not being a good prophet. Do you speak about Jesus with your life, with your actions, the way you live your moral life in the world, in your job, in your profession? Your life, your actions is speaking. Is it speaking the truth? Are you a good prophet? Because the takeaway message from this weekend is, you are prophets. <laughs> Whether you chose it or not, God chose you. He sent his Holy Spirit on you. He anointed you with the holy oil as all prophets are, and he made you his prophet. Now, maybe you're hiding right now. Maybe you're like Eldad and, and me, Dad, and you are just trying to wait it out back in the camp and say, no, not gonna do it. Doesn't work that way. God chose you. You are a prophet. What will you speak? Your name is on the list. You're a prophet.